read of the latest LGBT plus trends, TV, and the ever-expanding world of drag. Hello there, I'm the Velvet Snatch, and welcome to season two of Girl. This week, I'm joined by the suspiciously sensual Thotter Stew. Hi. The meticulously marvellous Zaddy Michael. Hello. The delightfully dishy Lady D. Good evening. <laughs> And Scott. Thank you, because I always get so uncomfortable with these introductions every week. <laughs> there you go. Uh, that's all you get, Scott. That's all you Thank deserve. But, and joining us today, our extra special guest, drag icon and national treasure, Manchester's very own from the family gorgeous, it's Anaphylactic. Hello there. Hello! <laughs> How are you all doing? Are you good? Thank you for having me. That's Thanks it. Coming on. It's great to see you. Well, yeah, it's good that I can see you now. I'm, uh, I was rubbish with the technology before because <laughs> I couldn't work it. That's it. It's all sort of we're all still learning the technology. I mean, last week uh, it totally cut out on us, and we had to kind of quickly switch to Zoom, which was a bit awkward, really. <laughs> I've only just got the hang of Zoom. It's been a year in lockdown, and I've only just mastered it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you had enough to entertain yourself, though, which is good. Well, oh, yeah, I've been, I've been up to a, f a few different things, yeah. Yeah, I've managed to keep myself entertained. <laughs> so, uh, for people who might not know you, how would you describe yourself? Um, I, I've often been described as a shock in a frock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, I'm a drag queen from uh, Manchester. I'm usually followed around by the family gorgeous. I don't know what else to say. What else is there to say? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I hate talking about myself. It's really embarrassing. I'm a shy retiring wallflower. <laughs> That's it. Uh, I, I think a brief look at your Instagram would probably prove you wrong on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also a very good liar. <laughs> yes, there, there we go. <laughs> I have to say, though, it's the sort of thing where, like, I'm I'm so pleased to get to speak to you because, like, I think yourself and Cheddar Gorgeous, also from the family Gorgeous, are, like, the most sort of my type of drag queens that we've got to speak to this season. You know, like, you've got this wonderful aesthetic and this wonderful sort of, like, um, controlled wit that I really appreciate. Oh, oh, that's very nice of you to say. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm full of wit. I've often been told that. <laughs> I like how Velvet thinks that she's also the same. Oh, no, I mean, I mean, like, the, I mean, my type of drag is in what I enjoy, not my type. <laughs> like, it would be a big insult if I said you were my type of drag. Oh, not at all. <laughs> I think you're fabulous. She is fabulous. No. We only like to wind her up. I need to confess, I deeply enjoy saying your drag name, Anaphylactic. It's so good. I just really enjoy it. it like, feels I was... nice in the mouth, doesn't it? Yeah, it just fits. It just fits. I'm sure many people have told you that before. Oh. They certainly have. I don't know what you're implying. You're terribly naughty. Take it however you like, dear. You often do. Oh, my. <laughs> Oh, oh, girl. <laughs> oh, girl. Oh, girl. 
So, Anna, tell us about the Family Gorgeous. How did that come about? Family Gorgeous. Um, yeah, so uh, we first started, this is many moons ago. Originally, we were the Sisters Gorgeous. So it was myself, Cheddar, uh, Grace Oni Smith, and a drag queen called Sheila Blige, who um, I oh, don't think does drag anymore. Um, uh, but we started off as a, a kind of um, a, a small group kind of performing in clubs. And then myself and Cheddar started Cha Cha Boudoir. Um, and that's when the family kind of got brought together. So um, we uh, had like a, a number of new performers at Cha Cha Boudoir. Licorice was one of them. Um, who I took into my wing and kind of mentored and then became a drag mother, which was kind of a, a, a new kind of idea and concept because we didn't really have that over in the UK mm -hmm. um, back in, I think it was like 2012. It was a very kind of American idea, but we were kind of, uh, kind of joking with the idea initially and then it became an actual kind of uh, <laughs> bit of a collective and a family and actually we did take on those roles and... Uh, the rest is history, really. We uh, still hang out and share a studio, and um, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, your your studio is a uh, is it is that the drag lab? Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like the back cave, doesn't it? It's a, it sounds like there's going to be vials and potions and stuff, and we're not quite sure what's going to come out of it. But uh, that's probably accurate, really. The, the kind of is sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it, yeah, um, we are based in Islington Mill in Salford, um, and there's, well, there used to be about seven of us that shared the space, whereas now there's about four of us. Hmm. Um, but The space were more closed. Did you have to kick them out in order to get some more shelves put in? Or Yeah, that's what Licorice is definitely working to, I think. I think she <laughs> wants everyone to leave the space and just have a big walk-in wardrobe herself. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've kind of bumped up all the drag queens just for wardrobe space. <laughs> but because i don't think people realize like how much you gather like it's that sort of thing where like you know looking at your various looks does anything get used twice you know like do you you know is the wardrobe that expansive um my wardrobe is massive and i'm definitely one of those do you know those hoarders that just kind of collect anything and everything because it might become useful at some point um that is me i'm that little do you know that little lady in Labyrinth where she's got piles of junk? Um, <laughs> you want your bear, don't you? <laughs> um, but I do re I, I do try and reuse things and try and kind of rehash looks and rework things. I'm terrible, actually. Like, people get rid of stuff at the lab and um, I'm like, no, don't put it in the bin. That will be useful at some point. So I collect everyone else's drag as well. Yeah, it, it looks like it works, though. You know, it's like from, you know, having that amount of stuff that you can do allows you to do these amazing looks. And Oh, for sure. It's great to have, like, access to lots of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 put, I tend to put stuff on my head and that's a look. You know, <laughs> I think anything the biggest can be play box. <laughs> Yeah, anything can be fashion if you have mm -hmm. enough confidence to wear it. <laughs> Just need to model the shit out of it, don't you? Is the drag lab available to other people or is it uh, exclusive to you, the Family Gorgeous? Um, so the drag lab uh, is a space mainly for, for us. So it's um, a, a space where we can keep all our costumes, where we... Um, where we work on looks and, and do things, but we do occasionally kind of have other drags in and 
work on things and and do stuff but ge generally especially uh, at the moment like the space is really for us to, yeah. to go in and work on things <laughs> yeah <laughs> is is the actual building that you're in is it like a um like a was it once a factory or something yeah it was once a cotton mill um yeah in Salford. I saw the inside. My friend, um, well, my friend Jack was talking about they were going to three D scan the inside to do something with it, like to preserve to preserve it. And he said that oh, it was the same building that uh, that the family gorgeous used. So I was just wondering if it's if it is actually that, or if I've misunderstood him. Oh no, it's very possible. There's always like really exciting projects and happenings and stuff going on. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if someone wanted to three D scan the inside of the building and. And yeah. do something exciting with it um yeah it's quite an interesting building i think i think lots of people died at one point and oh i think my God. It's haunted. was that purely for the wardrobe space it was the drag queens that i bumped up oh um, god no i think it, i think it was back in the day you know like in when it was a cotton mill i think um there was something to do with the ceiling and lots of speed terrible Drag murder mystery though, that could be fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. I might steal that idea. There's an idea for a project exclusive to the girl podcast. Uh, family gorgeous Hashtag, heard it here, murder mystery coming soon. You know what I mean? So with you having the drag lab, are you thinking of doing a drag lab on wheels and ever getting round to filming another bloody season of Drag SOS? Because it's been oh, a while. I it has, hasn't it? Um, I think, sadly, we're not going to film another series of Drag S. I know, boo. We wanted to do that. We did. I'm going. <laughs> um, I'm it was by. I oh. know. Oh, no. No! We, I'm afraid we've lost him. Scott visibly looked actually depressed about it. <laughs> I am absolutely depressed. My mum is going to be very sad at you. you know? oh, it's Angry awful. fan mail. We wanted to. We wanted to. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the powers sure. that be didn't commission us for a second series. Well, we'll and have it. to find another way. Yeah, and, uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite surprising as well that it hasn't been commissioned because when it was on, you couldn't swing a cat without someone talking about it, being on an interview, being on the, the radio, people writing articles about it. It seemed to be everywhere while, while it was showing, like when it first came out. I'm genuinely upset yeah. about that. Uh, so so was I. <laughs> it is strange though because like at the, you know because when we spoke to uh, James Mack who was on BBC's The Glow Up a couple of weeks ago, he was saying that because things were shown during lockdown, like they got far more viewers, and that it was like things were far more popular than they probably would have been shown outside of it. And you would have thought that was the same thing for Drag SOS. Um, well, actually, funny you should say that. It has just gone on to. I think it's on BritBox now, and I think oh, okay. it's on Out TV. And I think it. What is interesting is you do keep getting new people that that have just discovered the show and that that, that send you a tweet or, or message you on Instagram and stuff. So that's that's quite nice. But um, as far as I'm aware, um, I don't think there's anything happening with the series too. So. I'm sorry to give you that sad news. <laughs> well, I we got we one good start series. a crowdfunder. <laughs> we'll get, we'll, we'll get say, a petition going. I was going to say, does yes. it need to be a petition? A petition and a Kickstarter. <laughs> if you just tell us who we direct angry letters to, uh, we'll sort it out. <laughs> Channel 4! <laughs> <laughs> while, right. while you were recording it, 
um, what was it like working with the the people? Well, um, didn't know how you had the people that would come on, obviously, to then get dragged up and perform. What? How was that? Was it as emotionally draining as it actually seemed? Because it, it seemed very intense quite a lot of the time, did it? How was that for you? It, I mean, that that was my favourite thing about the programme, working with uh, the people that we did. Like, it, it was a, a real honour and an uh, and a privilege to to meet those people and to hear their stories and to help them create their drag personas and and you know that that was the rewarding thing actually like the the final show like you saw us all kind of cheering them on and like from the from the side on the on the show and and that what that was you know really genuine like um like the the work before it was was so hard like because we were I mean, we were new to, to the whole thing anyway, and we were kind of working it out as we were going along. Um, and it was intense. We were kind of up at six o'clock in the morning to do our makeup, to be mic'd at half a day, and then sometimes not going to bed or not finishing filming till about seven or eight in the evening. Or, or sometimes later, actually, if we were working on the outfits, it would go into the late evening and then we'd get about four hours sleep once you'd kind of taken off your makeup and then you were back up again so it, uh, oh, that yeah. side was very tiring <laughs> uh, uh, and I'm sure in, you know in the future I'll look back with rose tinted glasses because what an opportunity but um, yeah the the thing that I loved about doing the show was the, the people that we met and, uh, and working with those. Was the, one, was the one specific person that touched your heart more so than anybody else? Uh, yeah, I think it was um, uh, Owen and Poppy. Do you know the dad and the the son yeah. re- relationship? Because um, uh, I I got paired with them and like I kind of went on my own journey with that as well. Um, but it was so beautiful to see um, their relationship and uh, you know the dad's doing it for for his son and you know kind of trying to connect in that way. I thought it was so beautiful. No, I I, I, I particularly enjoyed that one. I think my dad is so supportive, but I think sometimes he doesn't doesn't know how to be supportive or what to do. And I actually thought with that, it was really lovely because obviously masculinity in the UK, toxic masculinity a lot of the times is a, a big issue when it comes to relationships between queer kids and their, like, mainly sometimes their dads. And I thought it was really lovely for this father to kind of take the ultimate step and go against everything that he knows as a person to support his kids. And I thought that was such a lovely message to to be put out there. And I truly appreciate that one. I thought it was lovely. It really, really was. And like, I didn't expect it to go where it went. And I, I was kind of panicking all the way through because I was like, oh God, like I didn't expect all of that to come out. And and had to have the conversation with my family and then they put that episode out first and I was kind of like there was so much anxiety and stuff with what happened but actually the great thing that's that's come out of doing the show is that um uh, you know me and my dad have kind of uh, got a better relationship and we talk a lot more and you know my dad's made a real effort after seeing the program so yeah Dead good. <laughs> nice. That sounds wonderful. So wholesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dead nice. <laughs> Love a wholesome drag moment. If you if you could do a new show, so let's not talk about the fact that Drag SOS is no, not uh, commissioned at the moment because that's sad. What would be your <laughs> ideal show to create then? Oh, 
I don't know. Do I have license to do whatever I want? Go for it. No, unlimited budget. Do whatever the heck you want. Go wild. Well, let's not say unlimited budget. Let's say like you know, twelve quid in a McDonald's. So standard booking fee <laughs> in the UK, apparently. <laughs> it's pretty. It's more than I've been paid. Um, what about like um, like an actual soap opera set on Canal Street, like but like with all drag queens? I could be like a Pat Phoenix or something. I think that'd be amazing, like Coronation Street. But that'd be great. Like East I, I would watch that. Oh wow. <laughs> Yeah. I would watch that. Oh, what about that. the pitch? Uh, traditional, traditional soap, um, with kind of the style and musical like uh, elements of a telenovela. That would, be <laughs> that would be camp. That would be fabulous. <laughs> I think we're on to something here. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if it was like sort of, you know, like like a telenovela, but then every week there was like a musical number, like the Mighty Boosh or something, or that kind of. That would be so good. That would be addictive watching. Well, we need to pitch this. <laughs> Let's pitch it now. Let's God, pitch it. not to Channel Four though. Apparently they just cancel it. Yeah, not to Channel Four. They they burn their bridge. BBC Three. Let's do the B. Yeah, they yeah. like a bit of drag at the yeah. moment, don't they? Let's do that. Yeah. Nothing's going to be on now that Drag Race is finished, so... <laughs> I need something to fill the gap for the next, what, like two months until season three comes out? They'll have another one, won't they? They'll have an... Isn't the, the Australian ones coming out soon, actually, yeah. isn't it? Mm. We're literally inundated with RuPaul. Well, we've got, we've got Australia, we've... Well, sorry, Down Under, because it's New Zealand as well. Uh, we've got Spain to come, we've got Season 3 UK, Canada 2, um, Holland Holland two, Holland's Thailand just finished, three. hasn't it? Um, oh, no, Holland 2. Aren't they doing a big oh, international one as well? Yeah, yeah that's, but... that's out somewhat soon this year, I think. So I was I... doing a bit of reading on it the other day, and originally the cast from the UK that had apparently been picked was... Cheryl Hall, Bag of Chips, and Davina. However, today from reading stuff, it's Blue Hydrangea, Bag of Chips, and um I heard it was still Cheryl Hall. Same. I heard it was someone because then someone had the commented people. like Cheryl Hall Erasure taught like she hadn't been mentioned <laughs> in it, but I love she's it. Been, she's she's still to me heavily rumoured, but I mean we won't technically know until they fully announce it, but um <laughs> Have you, you heard? Have you heard that Pangina heel, heels is going on though? Like the actual host of Thailand Drag Race, like Bloody not hell. a contestant, the fucking host. Oh wow! No, I've not heard that. Yeah, um, and they're getting the the winner of the Drag Race Holland is going on there. Envy Peru as well. Oh my god, it's going to be an amazing. So it, they're oh. really they're really shaking it up for uh, international. Damn, it should be That's really good. Fun. That's I really mean, these really are awesome, these though. are technically just rumours, so don't quote <laughs> me for direct. But um, mm. really good cast. I mean, you're going to be on a blog. Two, two from Canada and a few from uh, US seasons. So. <laughs> I love yeah, how accepted um, Drag Race has just generally become. Because I remember when I very first watched Drag Race, I think I was in my first year of uni, and it was on Channel Four mm-hmm. at maybe half ten at night, sandwiched between uh, Rick and Steve's Big Gay Adventure or something like that. Like that that like cartoon the, about the two gay guys who live together. Anyway, um, so yeah, it was kind of wedged between that and something else. And it's just come such a long way. Like, albeit, yes, it's not on, like, primetime telly in the UK, but I play a... No one watches terrestrial TV these days anyway. Mm. And for the like of, like, an institution like the BBC to pick it up is 
and actually produce World of Wonder to produce an extra season is is amazing to be honest I, i'm just happy that it is i mean how how has it affected things down in manchester like you know since uh, drag race became a thing like have we seen like a massive surge in the popularity of drag in manchester in particular oh we've got so many drag queens now it's like gremlins they're popping up from, <laughs> from everywhere is that it's if you get them wet is that it does it work the same way i think so never feed a drag queen after midnight that's it you try and keep a drag queen away from a kebab shop that is that yeah that's not gonna happen i think i've seen more drag queens in kebab shops than i have on stage <laughs> it's, I, you know what i miss i miss that i really miss the being drunk in drag on a night out and then ending up in the chippy <laughs> ending up in a takeaway sort of all trying to eat a pizza while you've got a full face on it <laughs> while your wig's half off and your heels falling on the floor <laughs> billing kebab down your frock I don't know what you're talking about. I've never been in that state. <laughs> mm-hmm. I do miss my chip pizza with a tub of gravy. I'm, <gasps> I'm honest with you. Oh, <laughs> really that is such a choice. The it's only time choice. I ever eat that is, is when I'm really drunk. But I do miss a chip pizza with a tub of gravy. Yeah. <laughs> a Soon. Pizza. Like a pizza with chips on. Yeah, and then you dip it in the gravy, and it's life-changing, I swear. So <laughs> someone, I was working the door, like, one night at, like, a, a club, um, and and this guy came up, had a full pizza, and was, like, trying to pay to come in. I was like, you can't really take your pizza in. And he was like, no, honestly, try it. And you'll, I swear, you, swear you'll let us take it in. And I was like, uh, no, I'm fine. And then he pulls the gravy out of his pocket. And I was like, eh, gravy? So he dips, proceeds to dip it in and then feeds it through the little, like, hole in the door. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm not going to lie. My life was changed from that moment onwards. You should have an awakening. Uh, hold on, can we, can we just... Backtrack. You accepted pizza from through a hole in a door. <laughs> is there a, is there a euphemism in here somewhere? That's the real version of a glory hole. Pizza through a door. Yeah, pizza glory that. hole. Now there's another series we need to uh, get commissioned. Oh my God. Channel no. four. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's an E4 moment. That one. Welcome to Downtown Abbey's Pizza Glory Hole. Oh my God! It sounds brilliant. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> what good fun. Yeah, thinking about it there with how you worded it makes me realise absolutely how ridiculous that moment was. Anyway, <laughs> carry on. So, yeah, so um, uh, Manchester drag queens, Anna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we've got lots and lots of drag queens. I think um, Ma- the Manchester queens are kind of known all, all, all around the world, really. Um but yeah, I think every every venue now has a number of drag queens. Whereas when we first started in like 2011 or something, like I think there was about three drag queens on the village or three or mm. four. Whereas oh, now, God. literally everywhere has got probably about five or six or something. So that, <laughs> that's really exciting. I think that's really cool. But Anna, it's I have to say, like working in Manchester must be absolutely wonderful. Like to me, Manchester's always been like a sort of gay mecca for as long as I've uh, been out. So it's like it's like every even though I wasn't born there and I've never lived there, it's like every year it's like you have to make this pilgrimage to Manchester and you know take in the gay scene and take in Canal Street and whatnot. Well, I don't know about you, but when I was growing up, I was watching Queer as Folk. But, mm. Um, what? 
when I moved to Manchester, I actually didn't make the connection because, like, uh, I was like one of those teenagers that used to watch it with the sound down and the colour turned down and the duvet over the TV. Yep. So um, <laughs> after the parents have gone to bed, etc. And the colour turned down. What? <laughs> I, I just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I a film noir, the, darling. Yeah, I used to put the colour down, black and white, but I don't know why. I don't know. I just thought that the light. I don't know. I thought that the lights could see can't, the lights. Can't see the gears if they're in black watching. and white. <laughs> I don't know what the logic bags. was. I was very young. I was very young. Um, but because I, d I couldn't hear it, I, I only made the connection when I went onto Canal Street. I was like, mm. this seems very familiar. Uh, and then I worked out that it was Manchester that was on the telly that I was watching. The dots connected. Those lovely <laughs> black and white connected. dots. It is so kind it of like a rite of passage to go. Yeah, I'd say so. To the, uh, to the Pride. The only time I've been down was when I was, I think, just for my 20th birthday. But I must have gone on a night where there was like absolutely nothing going on. Because I was like, oh, I thought this was a really big gay scene. And there are four people in this club. Um <laughs> Where is everyone? Where are the drag queens? Like, <laughs> what and this what was night like, did you go? Ah, was oh, it during Okay, it was anything more than a week ago, so I don't remember. <laughs> There's lockdown for you. <laughs> it's just life for you when you get past 20. <laughs> so you were saying you before about back in the day when you like first started um, doing drag in around 2011, 12, did you say? I think it was 11. 11. Yeah um there was wasn't very many drag queens like around um what exactly got you into drag to begin with how did you start your your drag journey oh okay um <laughs> so I, I i always kind of played in the dressing up box and that's how i met cheddar actually initially because this is this is years before so i moved to wales in between but in about 2007 or 2006 me and Cheddar both used to work in a big nightclub called Essential. Um, and Cheddar was a photographer and I worked in the bar. But they used to do like theme nights called Bad Drag, um, where they encouraged the staff to dress up in drag. Um, and me and Cheddar always used to make a real big effort. Um, so that's when I first kind of noticed Cheddar and I thought, oh, I like, I like the cut of your jib. Um, but then moved to, to Wales um, and then came back uh, in about 2010. Um, and then I'd done a, a job. It was a film called Worried About the Boy, where I got to be in makeup every day and wear these fabulous outfits. And I thought, isn't it a shame that we don't have like a, a queer scene that, that has this, that people kind of make such a, a massive effort and kind of, you know, you'll wear different outfits every night you know, be as extravagant as you want. And then, weirdly, um, a friend of mine uh, was working as a promoter for a night as I finished filming, um, and he asked whether I wanted to, um, uh, you know, have a, a job for a couple of nights originally, um, creating a character to stand on the door. And I was like, yes, please. <laughs> and then just threw myself, <laughs> threw myself into it full throttle and... Um, created a character and then it kind of snowballed into a, a career so yeah that's where I started it's amazing it sounds so fluid uh, well yeah it, it just it felt really natural it was like one of those things where um, it was an opportunity that arose and I, I, I kind of thought actually this is probably what I should have been doing all along because it was 
um, a mix of all the things that I've always kind of been attracted to. So performing and um, uh, I used to do A-level art. I'm quite artistic, uh, drawing and painting and making mm. things. And I just thought, oh, it's a bit of everything yeah. coming together uh, as one thing. So, so it's really helped to like express your creative side as well. Yeah, really great. Yeah, yeah, because I'd not kind of because um, I, I was so focused on like having a um, an acting career and stuff that all my energies kind of went into into that, and um, I, I didn't really kind of you know pick a pen or a, a paintbrush or um, kind of create or make anything. So it was like such an amazing opportunity to to be kind of given that, and uh, that was part of my job, like. <laughs> you know, something so enjoyable was then part of a, a job that I was working. Just recently as well, um, there was the whole, uh, was that the Garrick Theatre, the Death Drop? Yay! Yeah, yeah, I've just been doing that. <laughs> well, so, I was before Christmas. So what's what's happening with that now? Because obviously when everything closed, because it opened up temporarily, didn't it? Like, just before Christmas. Yeah, yeah. so luckily we got to... Um, so we rehearsed during lockdown and then we had a press night and then we did about two weeks of performing and then uh, lockdown <laughs> happens again. So we had to kind of close everything. Um, but it's just been sat there waiting. So the set, uh, the set and the costumes and everything was just exactly how we left it and have just been waiting for us to be allowed to open the doors again and, and start again so hopefully fingers crossed if uh, if we hit all the 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 things on boris's roadmap then hopefully we can reopen on the 18th of may so what is the what is the role that you're you're playing in this well i'm a baddie but they're, they're always more fun to play on. yeah um yeah my, my character's based on um piers morgan <laughs> oh Brooks. no yeah <laughs> So uh, I'm a bit of a, you know, like a, a horrible journalist opportunity. That'll be even better after the recent news, won't it? I'll have much more fun to go back to. Yeah, there might be some rewrites. Who knows? You could <laughs> just keep walking off the stage at random points for no apparent reason. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to ask Collie. <laughs> just some, uh, some character development there. Brilliant. <laughs> well, once everything's allowed to reopen, I fully intend on coming to see it because as soon as I saw it announced, I've had it saved on my little tickets app to like give us uh, updates of like tickets when they were coming out and when they're like restarting and when everything's going to go back to normal or normal ish. So I'll 100% <laughs> see this. I definitely oh, yeah, think we should have some kind of pilgrimage because I want to see this as well. It's an it's excuse so to go out the house. Get dressed up, you know, throw on a wig, throw on some lashes and go and see a show. So is it uh, fully, like, uh, acting or is the music and stuff in it as well? Uh, there is music in it, yeah. Um, uh, Flo and Joe wrote uh, an original song uh, that, that features. Um, and then there's a few other songs in there as well. Mm. There's some, um, yeah, there's some very serious acting and then it kind of plummets into madness, which I think of all needs at the moment so it, it kind <laughs> of gets kind more of... and more ridiculous as it goes along it's not a drag show if it doesn't go into some weird madness by the end of it is it yeah exactly also uh could you tell us about everyone's talking about jamie i probably can't say too much because i signed an nda um, <laughs> <laughs> okay but they did they did release photos with us on and richard e grant released a photo on his instagram so i think people do know i'm in it um mm. i probably can't tell you 
too much about what happens, but it is amazing. It's going to be amazing. Uh, it was fabulous being involved. Yeah, I can't give you any inside scoops or anything. I see Richard, Richard E. Grant's going to come around and break our legs or something. But... <laughs> no, he won't get you. He's dead nice. So it's safe to say that even though this the last year has been a bit of a shit show in general, it was actually quite a productive uh, year for you personally. Uh, oh, I don't know. Because, um, well, we filmed Everyone's Talking About Jamie uh, in two thousand and. 2019 oh, um yeah so it just keeps getting pushed back because of because of lockdown and stuff yeah. so originally mm. it was supposed to be released october uh, and then it was pushed back to um the end of january i think they i think they just really want to do a big cinematic release i think it'd be a shame not to 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 do that because it is going to be such an amazing film and actually, I think you can see it in the trailer, so I can say, but there's like a fabulous scene where they just keep adding people and people and people. And obviously, after everything that we've experienced this last year, it's going to be crazy to see those scenes because there was literally thousands of people all crammed together down a street with, you know, all these kind of paper streamers being exploded and a big musical <laughs> number and stuff. So it Amazing. is going to be really joyous. When you think about the story of um, everyone's talking about Jamie, to, to go from a documentary that was on what BBC Three back in the day, uh, was it BBC Three or Channel Four? Um, Drag Queen at sixteen. Uh, I think that was around two thousand and ten or eleven. Yeah. I think it was. It's crazy, isn't it? Have you met Jamie Campbell or spoken to him? Yeah, so I met him a few times, and I actually had Fifi on. So I had Fifi originally on my like, MySpace or Facebook, one of the two. You know, it was a couple of people that I know, so I've bumped into him a few, a few times. But you don't also, I, you, I don't want to be that person that just wants to go up and like, because I'm so nosy as well. But I also don't want to be that like, the messy one that goes up and is like, hi there. So by the way, can I talk to you about this? So I always like, do that weird thing where it's like, I'm not worthy. And I do the, the smile and like, the walk away, like, <laughs> I feel that awkward. <laughs> but um, I've met him a few times before, but I've never like, sat and had like an in-depth conversation um with him but i think it'd be super interesting just to to pick his brain about this whole experience because it must be mad for him as well i think it must be such a crazy thing like like i i met him on 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 set and he was kind of watching stuff that was being filmed um you know through the the camera way view it and i think it must be ever so crazy to have gone from having a documentary to having your story put on to the stage in a musical for then it to be made into a film and I think it's going to the West End and stuff so <laughs> yeah it's it's kind of insane but like amazing isn't it I want yeah. someone to do a film about me <laughs> <That's it. laughs> absolutely so as usual Stu you have a little game for us don't you I certainly do. Uh, this week we'll be playing a little game called Twitter SOS. Um, <laughs> little little nod to uh, Drag SOS there. Um, <laughs> as per usual, we are competing for an exclusive stupid badge. <laughs> Anna, you shall be going up against the lovely Velvet Snatch this week. <laughs> so you're in with a good chance of winning. Yeah, you're pretty <laughs> much guaranteed the win. Um, so what we will be doing is having a little head-to-head. -head. Um, if you win, you get a lovely, large, 
rose gold badge. Um, not completely gold, but, you know, we're camp, so we made it, it rose gold. It sounds and like there's you... been complaints to you. It sounds like someone's like, no, excuse no. me, you promised me a gold badge. Well, it is gold. I just like to make sure people know it's more camp. <laughs> Some people said it looked like badge. chocolate. So That's true. Yeah. But again, just disclaimer, please don't eat the badge. It's the most correct. We'll win the lovely stupid badge in rose gold edition. Mm-hmm. Will somebody take score, please? I can. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, as always, guest goes first. So, Anna, got a tweet from Nicki Minaj that reads, Okay, boys, what's your ball size? Is that real? I, I'm not sure that's real. <laughs> I don't think that sounds real. It is real. She tweeted it back in 2013. <laughs> what? Oh yes, some of these are ridiculous. It Just makes it out. sound like there's that like they're like ring sizes. Double D's. That's it. What's your ring size? Oh. oh. <laughs> anyway, speaking of ring sizes, velvet. <laughs> Tweet from... Beautiful segue. <laughs> <laughs> Tweet from Jennifer Coolidge. Your Barack Obama, come over. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying your Barack Obama. That's a bit of a sort of bold statement. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. That is false. Correct. But Aubrey Plaza did tweet that exact thing. Ah. I love Aubrey Plaza. <laughs> uh, Anna, from Ryan Reynolds, did he tweet why is Rhode Island nor a road or an island? Oh, um, I think I think that's too stupid to be real, but. Then I thought of that about the last one. So I'm, I'm going to say it is real. Is it real? It is not a real tweet from Ryan Reynolds. However, it was tweeted by Justin Bieber. Um. <laughs> See, the, pro- exactly. the problem there is that with Ryan Reynolds, you'd think it would be some kind of clever, ironic joke. And then with Justin Bieber, it's a genuine question. Legit. It's a, que- it's a question on everyone's minds, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, Velvet, from Seth Rogen. Airplane toilets are aggressive. It wasn't until I got back to my seat that I noticed my pants and testicles were missing. <laughs> I, 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 I hope that's real. It's not a real tweet from Seth Rogen, but it was Ryan Reynolds. Oh, right. Okay, there we go. Classic. Anna, we've got Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump, to Donald Trump delete your account. <laughs> yeah, that, that's got to be real. It That's is real. real. It was a 2017 <laughs> yes! moment. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yes! Uh, Velvet from Anna Kendrick. Never go to a Ryan Gosling movie in a theatre again. Apparently masturbating in the back row is still considered inappropriate. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be Anna Kendrick. Would she dare? Um, I'm going to say no. It's real. What? What's it's amazing. a genuine, genuine tweet from Anna, Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick is like dead filthy she, as well. She's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Anna, Melissa McCarthy. Oh, God, I just realised I'm stuck with me for the rest of my life. Yes. Yes, she said that. Incorrect. She didn't say it. Again, no, another no. Anna Kendrick tweet. <laughs> Hold on, where's my I, phone? I, I need to follow Anna Kendrick. <laughs> you li- literally, uh, anyone who's not following Anna Kendrick, pause the game a second, follow her, and then continue. Um, Velvet from Snoop Dogg. Why is it called a snickerdoodle? And who's the person who came up with that name? I bet he was a real asshole. <laughs> 
What what's a snickerdoodle? Do we know what a snickerdoodle is? It's a chocolate bar in America. Oh right, okay, fair enough. Um, I no, Snoop Dogg wouldn't use the term asshole. No, I'm gonna say no. Correct, but it was tweeted by Chris Pratt. All right, okay, yeah. Anna, final one for you, dear. From Courtney Kardashian, do ants have dicks? <laughs> yes, I think she would say that. She did say that. <laughs> yes! yes! <laughs> and finally... Hold on, hold on. Do we have an answer to that important question? Uh, oh, no, I didn't get an answer. I just... Can you, can, I Zaddy, can you Google that? <laughs> Let, I'll Google it after the game. Okay. Let me just ask you this last one. Um, your final question, Velvet. This is from a share to a fan. Sit on your own damn face. I'm busy. <laughs> From Cher. From Cher. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to say uh, yes, because I want that to be a tweet. It is a real tweet. Yes! A fan literally Cher. tweeted her saying, I want Cher to sit on my face, and she replied with, sit on your own damn face, I'm busy. <laughs> An icon. An icon. Yes. An icon. Oh, Scott, do you have the scores while I check if turtles have dicks? I, it's ants. Um, Ants, yes. Ants. Being weird. Who cares about turtles having dicks? I mean, really. No apologies. <laughs> so I do have the scores. Um, so it was awfully close uh, up until the last question. And Anna had two correct answers. And for the first time in season two <gasps> history... Uh, Velvet has took one home for the team and oh won with three. So congratulations, oh Anna. I've got three second place badges, so we're like <laughs> twinsies in the club. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's um, very rude. Actually, I think it's very rude of you. Still, I think the, the silver one is still very cute. Um, I think the silver one's better, actually. <laughs> Yo, I think you're biased, guys. It's a good job because it's the only one you're able it. to get so far. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe season three. In more important news, though, male ants don't really have penises. <gasps> but that's that raises more questions and answers. It's because it's generally limited to use in animals. So they do have some form of genitalia that does deliver sperm, but it's not called a penis. Is that why they call you Ant-Man? <laughs> oh. Join us next week on Planet Gay. <laughs> Join us next week where we'll be discussing the genitalia of ants. That's very interesting. We've that. all learned something today. Have you been watching uh, Drag Race UK, Anna? I have, yeah. I, I, I've i really loved Drag Race UK, and I am watching season 13, but I've liked it a bit less than the UK one. Mm. Same, same, same. I think same. we're all under the it. same boat there. It's just a little bit more interesting to see the UK one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's because we kind of... Um, well, I, I know quite a lot of them. <laughs> and then um, it's just interesting to see people that you know on telly, isn't it? And, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> here, rubbing shoulders with further stars, dear. <laughs> we love, we love a good UK drag friend on the TV, though. It's <laughs> very nice. What, what did you think of the finale then? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was cracking. I, I've loved the whole series. I think, I think it's been entertaining from the first episode to the, to the last episode, and 
um, yeah, well-deserved winner. I thought, um, yeah, I, I, I either thought um, Lawrence or Bimini were going to win. I actually, I, I was kind of rooting for for Bim, but um, both both of them were well deserving. I'd have been mm. happy if Tace won or Ellie actually. Yeah. To be honest, after that last lip sync, not the Elton John one, the performance one. I, I, if Tace had won, I really would not have been at all mad because she absolutely nailed that task. I felt they were unnecessarily nasty to her. I was very much the same. Like I thought, by the way that the the series had played out, that Bim Bimini was going to beg, come up and steal it, and be be the winner. However, I loved Lawrence from when he walked through the door, uh, as well with uh, Tace as well. I think Ellie was really good too. But I do, I do think it was a two-horse race, realistically. Like when we got to the end, like mm, I thought it was yeah. going to be Bimini or Lawrence. Um, I'm really happy that Lawrence won. Uh, also, as well, if uh, the fact that he's hilarious, and but also it would be the first plus-size queen from like the franchise, actually, as well, mm. uh, which I think is interesting. I felt sad for Bimini as well because I feel like. I really wanted her to win as well. And I think if any at any time there should have been a double crown and it should have been the Thursday evening. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm yeah. in the more cynical category, uh, with the kind of I you know, I love I love Lawrence, I love Bimini, but I do think that maybe Lawrence was more sellable to an American audience. And I think when the prize is that you get a TV show on World of Wonder that will primarily be aimed at an American audience. And and the fact is, we've seen everything from Lawrence. We know he's capable of stuff. And while he has slipped up throughout the series, we know that he's capable under the right cir- circumstances to, you know, to do amazing things. I, I personally was initially a little bit good because I was more so rooting for Bimini purely because, like, the last six episodes, just incredible. Yeah. Like, but... Yeah, Lawrence did also. Des- I mean, any of them could have deserved it, to be fair. They all had a great season. But then I thought, hmm, that gives Bimini a chance to come on All-Stars, which means we'll get another season of Bimini. So yeah. I'm not mad, because <laughs> I want more Bimini. Yeah. So, I think if uh, it ever happens, you know, Bimini's going to have a, an amazing, bright future. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> absolutely. And I, I don't think she needed the crown. Mm. What What do you think um, the TV show that World of Wonder is going to make Lawrence have like what do you think it's going to be because they kind of leaned heavy into the vivian's donald trump impression for vivian's win so what do you think uh lawrence is going to be doing do they i think they kind of get a say in what they want to do don't they i think i read somewhere that lawrence kind of wants to do um a kind of chat show type thing but i might be wrong oh like i'm sure i read that yesterday i i Um, would watch that that's that's pretty good content yeah, I would also I watch a stand-up it. show, like a stand-up special with Lawrence. That would be really funny. Yeah. I would yeah, quite like it. If they do a, if they do like a like morning talk show type of thing, I would really love Tess to also do that because she, throughout the full season, was one of the best for confessionals and just <laughs> being. Yeah, she oh, was really I, great, I wasn't lived she? for her confessionals. And <laughs> um, so, what, the... what, what was it she said that? The goal, the gumption, the whatever. Yeah, I Just love that. She was Iconic. the audacity. The, goal, <laughs> the audacity, the goal, the gumption. <laughs> yeah. And the fact she managed to bring all of the lines back for her lyric in the final song. <laughs> you know, she was oh, like, yeah. me, like this. In front of all these people. 
I couldn't <laughs> hear the lyrics, but I don't know if I'm just uh, getting a bit older mm. and I, I couldn't hear anything. I felt like the music was too loud and I couldn't hear anything that anyone was saying. The, the mix thing. was a crime. Oh, no. Like, it, the, the fact that all of the the lyrics were, like, offbeat was very... Yeah, it, it was odd because I, I was glad that when we when I watched it, I was like, "That's wrong!" Like that sounds like it's been mixed wrong. And then I was like, "Oh, maybe I'm being maybe that's how music is nowadays. Maybe you know, maybe I'm just out of touch." And then to see everyone taking to Twitter afterwards and being like, "What was that?" You know. Well, there was. Oh, did they? Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, well, it's good to know that I'm I'm in a majority then because I I couldn't understand <laughs> what they were saying. Yeah, it was yeah. rough. It was definitely a problem because um, there's been a there's been a version put on YouTube that someone's edited to make it sound what it should have sounded, so you can actually hear the lyrics from the Queens, and it's a lot better. Plus, if you watch it on iPlayer, it's out of sync. Yeah, like, I don't know who's let that edit slip by. It, it's the same. It's, it's just wrong. I think everyone's still buying UK Hunt to be honest, because let's be real, that was that was the oh. best of the season. Soundtrack. I can't get it out of my head. I keep waking <laughs> up, and it's just there. I have second up in bed and be like, ding, dang, dong. God damn it! I literally, I literally <laughs> no. put it in. I put it in my partner's head who doesn't watch Drag Race. Um, but <laughs> he just randomly on the phone the other day was like, bing bang. Why the hell am I singing that? I've not even watched it. I was like, mm, you're welcome, hun. I did uh, the the coolest thing ever in the world because <laughs> the week after that song was released. It was quite nice weather, so I got in my car and I was driving around. I had my <laughs> windows down, and I was blaring "Bing Bang Bong" going down past the Jarrow Conservative Club, like thing. <laughs> in my car, living, you are living so my... cool. <laughs> yeah. did, did they already have it playing as you drove past? <laughs> I admittedly, I'm going to be cynical again. I'm worried because we're in this honeymoon period with it now. But as soon as bars reopen and you, we're having to listen to it every single night. <laughs> I've seen many Snapchats from my cousin who's in New Zealand and they are dancing away to UK Hun in clubs. Dancing to a Highland Jig. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Cheney's I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it to be honest by the time we get it in clubs and we've enjoyed it for a couple of months there's probably going to be a season 3 released and we'll have a new version of some mm. new track so. I'm really concerned that when clubs up and I'm going to be too old and I'll want to be sat in my jammers like in on a seat in the corner just drinking and then going to bed for like half past ten it, it's Do been a year a Scott we're not talking like a decade we're not I'm not gonna lie. I would when the clubs are open. If if a if a gay venue opened up and it turned out to be like a 1920s like burlesque bar, and you just had little tables and you sat down and you just watched shows, I'd be all up for that. Forget Same. clubs. Forget I clubs. I want a club that you just go in and binge Netflix. <gasps> Bye. <laughs> I'd love that. Like Netflix and cocktails. Uh, yeah, and a bed. Give us a bed. I'll rent a bed out. Wouldn't and then we all just sit in bed and watch and watch Netflix. Wouldn't that be great though? Like nice. Because one thing that I found was amazing that is in London. There's a there's a group called like uh, called Gamers Inc. Inc. Uh, and they do these wonderful nights where basically everyone um, 
oh bloody hell we talked about this in season one where basically like if you're new to the city you can kind of come along and you get a name badge and then you just play video games and so you meet people through that so you kind of sit down to play like a sort of multiplayer Mario Kart and then you get to chat to the people there and it's a way to make friends in a new city Uh, and it's like wouldn't it be great doing that with Netflix where you basically just have different rooms and you go in and then they've got Bridgerton on or something and then you sit down and then you just commentate with the people you're with and kind of that'd be quite nice i imagine because the gays can't have anything nice it would turn into a very steamy sauna situation oh, very quickly. I, 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 I didn't I want to mention work. that but that is also an appeal but... I used to work in heaven. <laughs> when i worked in heaven um I, I had a couple of um times where i had to work up in like it was the tv room but it was the porn room <laughs> and I, I spent most of my night like telling 50 year old men to stop wanking <laughs> oh. yeah, I mean, I've some got... people are into it. Those were the days. Some of them, were. Some of them were, if you if you let them finish off, give you a really good tip as well. <laughs> how how did he do? Did he just have to slap the hand and be like, no? Yeah, he just had, had to be like, get out, get out, <laughs> like a bad no. dog. Yeah, bad was, body man. Did he spray them? Did he have a can of spray? It was like oh, a circular bar you. in the middle of the room, and there was like two sofas. And then you'd know they were up to no good because they'd come in a bit sheepishly and pretend like they were just sitting down. Like, oh, I'm just going to enjoy this cinematic um, excellence. <laughs> and then um, and then they'd like, you'd have to keep looking over. And then you'd be like, excuse me, you're not allowed to do that in here. Although, see, I don't blame them, though, because we pretty much give them the, uh, the sofa, the television. All we didn't give them was the toilet paper. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So there you go. So that was a, turn it something like that. That was oh. a delightful anecdote. Imagine, Thank you, Scott. Um, Thank you. <laughs> At least it wasn't a story about the ships. That's... Well, there was this one time I was on the ship. Uh, oh, you've set him off. You've set him... Stop it. <laughs> I think may- maybe we should probably stick to doing the uh, murder mystery drag thing. That's a bit safer. That sounds really good. So, Anna, do you have anything that you'd like to promote while you're here? Do I? Oh, I don't. Oh, I didn't think about this. Um, <laughs> don't worry, we can edit it. You can take time, Will. I do, I do. Um, I mean, hopefully, Death Drop happens. So come and see Death Drop when it reopens. Hopefully, on the 18th of May through to July the 11th, I believe. Um, what else am I doing? Um, I've got merch on my Instagram. You can always buy merch. I, li- I like it when you buy merch. We love merch. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have I got happening? Uh, Jamie? I can't think. Oh yeah, Jamie's coming out, but I don't know when it's out, but whenever it is <laughs> Eventually out, watch, watch Jamie. <laughs> yeah. Eventually watch Jamie, it's going to be amazing. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. And oh, uh, Drag SOS, I just happening. want to see Scott's face. I just want to see Scott's disappointment. Uh-huh. Well, what we could do is we could promote the petition, so if you want to go <laughs> yes, to change.org. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you sh- you start that up, and then we'll share it on all, all of the all of the internet. Make it up. Don't, because Stu will do it. He's a he's a fan. I, I like, he's a fully fan. will do it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely will do it. And if you don't, your I mum will do it. Yeah, she actually will. Like she, <laughs> if actually break the news to her, it might break her heart. So I'm not going to tell. Her. I'm going to release the uh, change.org first. See how it goes. <laughs> Try and get a commission. Yeah, see if we can change it. See if we can do something. And Michael, do you have anything that you'd like to promote? The same thing we plug at the end of every <laughs> single episode of Oh 
girl. Uh, but girl is sponsored by Bad Wear Day. You can grab your Bad Wear Day merch. Our speciality is daddy t-shirts. And also we've got uh, Estina Mandela's merch line with us. And a new exclusive range from the one and only Tea Coffee was released on Thursday. So you can go and check that out. Which looks um, fantastic, by the way. Uh, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. And um, also on the 1st of June, we'll be moving all of the drag artists over to our newly launched elite drag brand uh, uh along with a host of uk-based drag artists and it's going to be phenomenal and you should all check it out on the first of june <laughs> well i have my usual the velvet and my instagram and stuff i keep forgetting to say that i'm on twitter now and i have 20 followers 20 fo- can you believe that many followers is it an uh, alternate account though it's, it's not it's not an old I'm sure if I if I whipped something out I'd suddenly have a lot more followers but uh I'm actually quite disconcerted by it because I'm not used to Twitter like uh nowadays but it's the fact of like I'm following someone and I don't think that he knows the weekends it tells me whenever he likes something so on my timeline it just kind of comes up saying certain sets like this and it's just porn and it's so everything else is all drag queens and stuff and then you're like oh cool well that's um I'm glad he's enjoying that mm-hmm. <laughs> um, on the line of on the line of promoting things uh, i've got something uh yeah if this is greg scott if this is the greg's prize <laughs> Not two weeks ago i was uh the winner of the greg's marketing challenge so uh just want to promote that um don't like talking about it that much because I'm very modest. But yeah, she never, mentions cool. it. never mentions it. So, Anaphylactic, thank you so much for being on the show. And I'm terribly sorry about that game mishap. <laughs> <laughs> I'll forgive you. I'll forgive you. Thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. It's yeah, pleasure. it's been wonderful. Oh, lovely to meet you all. <laughs> so thank you everyone who's tuned in to listen i hope you have a wonderful week uh see you all later goodbye goodbye that was cute